Mike, speaker mic. Yeah. Uh, how do I sound now? You sound great. Are you ready to rock and roll? Yeah, Let's yeah. No, I just, I right. just wanted to figure out the settings <laughs> with this new thing. And now, right. now I'm fucking golden, dude. I'm sorry. I just, uh, no, I want to. First time. First time. Uh, yeah. I'm a virgin. It's like, dude, I can't get, my, I can't get it up. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. We need to isolate that audio. <laughs> well, speaking of so virgins, virgin. rumor has it in these movies and the cat people, the cat people are also virgins until they find the other cats they're looking for. I actually want to start tonight with a quote. Sometimes there's another sound, a panther. It screams like a woman. That's from the 1942 Cat People horror film, which we're covering tonight. You know, it's that time of year again. That's why we're doing movies like this, because at this time of the year, pretty much everybody is going to be watching some horror movies, and we have some for you to watch. We're going to deliver a series of double features. We decided to take a look at horror movies and the horrific remakes, or maybe we're going to discover that the remakes are more deadly than the originals. So stay tuned is my recommendation. We'll be right back after the theme song plays. Introduce you to our show as binge watchers. Crack open a cold box of wine or pour something cold on ice because it's the Binge Watchers Podcast. Back with some home video headlines. AMC Fear Fest is rolling out all their horror movies for this month. I mean, they're going to do the original Halloween movie set in the original continuity. You got Final Destination series. You got the classics like Christine, Carrie, The Fly, The Crazy, and 13 Ghosts. Huluween is going to have stuff like Martyrs, which is a really crazy... Ooh, it's either a Spanish or Mexican. Crazy. Yeah, that's... Yeah. No, it's like that French. Out. I thought and it was if, French or European, right? Yeah, yeah that Yeah, and crazy. then if you want if you want a lighter fare than that, you can... All three Blade movies are available on Hulu this oh. month. Yeah, um, the Blade. Peacock is doing something funny, and Dave can't get enough of this name. Peacocktober <laughs> has pretty much everything you could think of. They have the all the Nightmare on Elm Street movies, all the Friday the 13th. They got the Phantasm series, all the child plays, all the original Elvira late night specials, all the Predators, all the Psychos even, which is pretty cool. I don't know if anybody's ever ran out all four of those or the originals or whatever with oh, Anthony Perkins. Oh, and then, uh, and what's really funny is they're also going to feature Cat People 1982, which part of is part of our double feature tonight, how, Simpatico, yeah. or like The Fates of Line. We're talking about this movie, and everybody's going to be watching it this month. And of course, as we said a little while ago before the intro song, tonight's feature presentation is actually double feature. It's a review and conversation about Cat People 1942 and Cat People 1982. What is the 1942 movie about? Irina, played by uh, Simone Simon, who turns out is like a um, well-regarded French actress who, when she died, there was this big thing about her on the French editorials and and whatever. That's, that's film history, folks. Um, so... <laughs> She plays a New York City-based fashion designer who hails from Serbia. She begins a romance with a marine engineer named Oliver Reed, played by Kent Smith. No relation to the actor, Oliver Reed. After the couple gets married, Oliver becomes concerned about Irina's notion that she's cursed and may transform into a large cat in the heat of passion. Confiding in his beautiful assistant, Alice, played by uh, Jane Randolph, who I looked her up. I wish she was in more movies. She's actually pretty cool as the supporting role in this movie. Um... So Oliver's having a hard time with his marriage. He confides in her. She's in love with him, of course, and that's where the drama unfolds. And then this all starts to trigger Irina's curse with tragic results, as Google Google likes to say. Or that's that's how they entice you in the TV guide with tragic results. See if there's actually a curse. 
Yeah. And then 82 is built like this. In the sensual and violent horror tale, Irina, played by Natasha Kinski, has a dark family secret. One that surfaces dramatically when she reconnects with her estranged brother, Paul, played by Malcolm McDowell. Living with her sibling in New Orleans, Irina finds herself enamored with the zoologist Oliver Yates, played by none other than Home Alone's dad, John Hurd. Even as her brother makes his own advances toward her, ancestrally crossing all kinds of boundaries, it's not long before the dark and dangerous curse of their clan rears its feline head. I don't have to spoil these movies because the titles literally tell you what they're about. They're about cat people. <laughs> like, you know, like, my work is done for me. You know? I don't have to, there's not much I have to do. Dave found out all kinds of cool stuff about these movies. I'm going to turn it over to my man, Dangerous, David. All right. Let me pull up my facts here. All right. So, um, the original Cat People 1942 was actually uh, part of a string of lower budgeted movies that RKO uh, Pictures was putting out to try to recoup the cost from, of all things, Citizen Kane, because it was a financial bomb for the studio. Um, Cat People was actually budget. By the way, what year, what year was Cat People? 1942. 1942. And what, what year was Citizen, Citizen Kane? Was that 41. Oh, okay. Right before Okay. Yeah. So, so yeah, they hired Val Luton to, you know, and uh, to make uh, low budget movies. Um, it was budgeted at 125, actually came in at about 142. But um, I saw different things online about how much it made, but everybody agrees roughly about a, a million dollars in 1940s dollars against the budget. That did pretty well. Um so one of the, re- the reasons uh, producer Val Luton uh, made this movie is because um, he was a, a, from originally Russia and he was genuinely afraid of cats because of an old Russian folklore um, about cats. So like, you know, he thought that scares me. So let's make a movie about it. Um, so the cinematographer from the remake, uh, John Bailey, stated the pull scene in the remake is almost uh, shot for shot the original because they figure they can't do any better. It's just a classic spooky scene. Um in the 80s one, the black leopards in the movie were actually cougars that had their da- hair dyed black because you can't train a, a leopard. <laughs> so, you know, oh, wow. you did not actually <laughs> see leopards. I mean, uh, yeah, black leopards. And I looked that up because I was like, leopards have spots, but there are actually black leopards that are not panthers. But they're not, they're not supposed to be leopards anyway. They're supposed to be um, panthers. Well, th- but they keep saying leopard throughout the movie. Like that's... No, no, no. What they, what they say, the I wrote this down. The zookeeper says... Like onto a leopard, but not actually a leopard. The beast in the Bible. The interpretation is like a leopard, just referring to like a scary cat, right? Yeah. But not a leopard, which basically ties into like the mythology of the movie. But I got those notes. We'll we'll get to that. Well, that well. In any case, uh, they were not actually even leopards. They were, uh, or excuse me, uh, panthers. They were just cougars dyed black. <laughs> um, so I, I so I don't know about you guys. How, how, how did they die in black? That's crazy. I guess I they, they had drug yeah. them and uh, well, yeah, like do they, you like put them under? Not, I mean, not to get off track, but like in '82, they have animation. Some of the cat is animated, and yeah, then but, at and one point, way, like. I did it's supposed to be office chain, but so, yeah. clearly, like, there's one close-up scene with the cat where they're like, "Oh yeah, you have to keep it in a chain and collar because it would probably eat the actor's face off." You know, <laughs> you know. So, so, so this one, um, you guys can feel free to call BS on me. This is not listed anywhere, but I was going through the Blu-ray features, and director Paul Schrader said that he never considered this to be a remake, and that there was only one scene he put into as a uh, homage to the original, and that's where the two ladies are at the bar. And uh, somebody approaches an older woman approaches them. Uh, however, I don't know about you guys. I find far too many similarities between the original and this one to not say it's not based on that. The character names are well, the same. Um, 
the they pool also scene. recreated. Yeah, I was gonna say the most memorable scene in the movie is the pool the, scene recreated. The pool yeah. scene in the original. That yeah, yeah, that's my. I'm already yeah, and they and the, a bit like I'm just yeah. Saying, like, did they the, do that in part? Oh yeah, they did it on okay. purpose, and they they even replicated jump scares. Like I distinctly, when I watched the remake, the bus? I recognize I, the bus jump scare. Exactly. Did they do the bus? Oh yeah, okay. and I have not seen the, the, okay. Gotcha. Yeah, but Paul Schrader says like there's only one thing that ties it to the original. I'm sorry, I'm gonna call BS on you, Paul Schrader. I do like him as a director, but I'm calling BS. Gotcha. <laughs> uh, um, and uh, actually, uh, producer uh, Will Wilbur Stark um, bought the rights to a bunch of RK, the RKO library and intended to make a whole series of horror remakes. Um, but the box office failure of this and the thing also from RKO uh, mm. kind of backed him off from that. Um, actually, the, uh, I was t- the originals or the new or the eighties ones, the eighties one. Oh yeah. Um, okay. But you know, we, we kind of like talked today about like too many uh, horror remakes. However, mm. this came out in the middle of the seventies and the eighties where there was a string of remakes from like forties and fifties horror movies. So many. This, yeah. yeah. This came in the middle of the thing. Like I just mentioned invasion of the body snatchers, the fly uh, Nosferatu, the vampire. Um, we just talked about me and John invasion of the body snap, excuse me, uh, invaders from Mars in the eighties and fifties. So, like we've been remaking all of our horror movies version? for years. I, I didn't even know that. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He just blew my mind. Okay. So wow. we've been remaking the, movies for the years. The other departures, the other major departures from eighty from forty two to eighty two is like he changed the mythology, the origin of the cat people. Like he has some weird African rural ritualistic thing in the wild where they're looks like they're gonna sacrifice somebody, but then she mates with the cat and then we have cat people. Right. In the original movie, it's like King John of Serbia which is like near Hungary, whatever. I don't know the geography, exactly the history here, but they break the country into three countries. This mercenary captain becomes one of the kings. He goes to this village and drives out all the evil people that are worshiping Satan or something like that. But then the smart ones, the wicked ones, go into the hills, and they're the cat people, right? So that, that that's a 42 version, um, as opposed to you know tribes in the desert or whatever, right? Worshiping at that tree or whatever that you saw in the beginning of Schrader with the weird music. The weird soundtrack, which was pretty cool. I mean, the soundtrack is really good in the soundtrack's great. Yeah. Well, it was Giorgio um, Moroni, who was like a big '80s um, producer for um, musical people, like Adam Ant, and like whatever. So, you think of I '80s, mean, you think Giorgio Moroni. Yeah. We're, I mean, we're talking around our favorite bits, and I think we can all agree we all like the pool. I like the pool in both the, movies. I'm sure yeah. we're going to come the, to the same. The conclusion. pool scene in the '40s version is incredible, especially for the time. I thought it was beautiful. The sound design, the uh, uh, look, I, I loved it. Yeah. Nick, did you catch that there was a lighting uh, cue inside the therapist's office? But right after the cue, it actually revealed that, like, the therapist's office was lit by a giant film light, but it was actually part of the scenery. Like, it was just included in the scene. I was, I, I saw something like that, and I didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah, was yeah. like, what, what the hell was going on with that? Yeah. Yeah, I wrote I that down in my notes. That. Film yeah. light in the shrink's office, question mark. <laughs> and by the way, I love the storyline. Like, uh, uh like, like in the forties version, like this guy loves this girl, but then he goes for another girl. I, I just, I love the whole plot plot storyline. Yeah. I that right. was great. So yeah. is that your favorite bit? Like, let's, let's try to stay no, no, on track. My, my favorite bit is the pool. Yeah. Scene. But the pool? also I love, okay. I love the fact that like, there's like so females and when, then of course the, the so I mean, when Alice, I say, like, the so he's talking, out. Nick's talking about the 40. <laughs> so, okay. Let, let me make it. Clear I, and I, audience, and I'm, so. I'm doing the forties version. I have not seen the eighties version. So, but they don't know what the pool scene is. So Nick watched cat people 42 the Mm -hmm. assistant alice who i was mentioning in the plot who's in love with the main character then it becomes uh two females two catty females competing with each other (laughs) yes so 
she so stalks cool. this woman to her to like the gymnasium and there's a pool there and so she's gonna go for a swim because she feels she feels like she's being followed and wants to be in a place that she feels comfortable and then you hear the panther in the background and you see all these mm. shadows and the water playing off the walls and I would swear that the filmmaker of It Follows has seen cat people because what he does with the pool stuff too is like oh exactly right. yeah so the, it, um, it totally copies it and yeah. then and then when the light switches on it's obviously just the other woman who we, we're gonna find out spoiler alert is the cat person you know when Irina Irina turns the light on you no longer hear the cat noises but she's like has been stalking the other woman the whole time um, yeah Dave you got some favorite bits. Well, yeah, um, in the original, I mean, every I knew somebody was going to say the pool scene. I love it, too, but um, I figured so, I got to come so up good. with something else. Yeah. Um, there's a great scene in the original where um, it, it turns into like a surrealist moment uh, where there, there's animation. She's having a dream sequence of these cats. They're all they're clearly animated. And it's just kind of like a Salvador Dali or like not to get too pretentious, but like it's a very Salvador Dali-esque scene. Um and uh, I just love the overall tone in, of the original. I mean, Val Luton was a guy known for having to work on a budget and he worked well. I mean, this movie is just, if you describe this movie in one word, I would say shadows and it uses it so effectively. It's really um, beautiful, right? Like, um, I mean, they, they nailed it. <laughs> I mean, it's too easy. I mean, 1940s movies. For, for 40s. Like, yeah, yeah, I mean, um, yeah. there's, there's a lot of, I mean, Dave, you said atmosphere. Like we talked before yeah, the show. A lot of it's atmosphere. like the, the start of like horror movies building an atmosphere to scare people rather than just showing you everything. Mm -hmm. But I mean, like right. the setup in this original is great. Like the kitten is scared of the lady who's going to end up being the cat person. Mm -hmm. right? right. Like the dude buys her a cat as like a, a new relationship gift and it's afraid of her. Then they go back to the pet store like, hey, there's something defective with this kitten. <laughs> no, all the pets no, at the no, pet no, store no. are they, scared they, they of Catwoman. You know, yeah. like, yeah, like they're all afraid of her. And um, then there's a woman that shows up at their wedding who the other guests say looks like a cat, right? You guys yeah. mentioned something like that earlier mm -hmm. about the plot being set up. And then you mentioned the zookeeper who, like, relates it all to Bible references, right? Like, right. oh, the beast in the Bible looks like a leopard but isn't a leopard, implying that, like, there's something more terrifying out there, a, a beast-like human or something that could... That could cause harm. But, um, um, I'll do another quick bit from the '80s one. Um, I think I don't oh, know. No, if we're gonna guys... we're gonna jump into the '80s one now. So oh, oh, we were just oh, doing, 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 doing forties yeah, 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 yeah. right now, right? Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. So if we're ready for '82, we can jump right into '82. I just want to right. say I love the '40s version. I thought it was beautiful, and I'm all about it. Check it out, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a classic so, for a reason. Classic. So yeah. I mean, my my first note about '82 is the dad from Home Alone, John Hurd, straps the naked cat lady to a bed. <laughs> like yeah. that's that's what I got written down this here. This is way it's different like, from the 40s version. It's uh, it's, it's, uh, <laughs> I mean this I think I told you guys in the chat, I mean um the the early 80s was like the transformation era and this kind of falls into that but nobody really compares it to those. Um well, yeah. I mean the scene where Ed Bagley Jr, I mean spoiler alert, um gets his arm ripped off. I mean is brutal. I mean just even for today's standards it is brutal like the blood just gushes everywhere. I mean and you know they're being artistic I'll, with it. I'll back you up on that too because I wrote down Ed Bigley Jr. What a goner. As soon as you see that he's in the cast in the beginning, like in the beginning of this movie, the cat is uh, in a mode, has transformed, killed a hooker, and is stuck in a motel room. So they call the zookeepers to come to collect it. And then we find here's the zoo crew. It's uh, Annette O'Toole, Ed Bigley Jr., and John Hurt is their boss. And the three of them go to collect this out-of-control panther that's like destroying the motel room. And that's that's Malcolm McDowell. He's already transformed right. into a cat at this point. Um but you see Ed Bailey Jr. walk in. He's 
fresh-eyed, you know, he's in his twenties or whatever. He's got his little zookeeper hat on. You're like, oh man, oh, yeah, he's no. super young. You're like, you're like, oh no, he's the he's the friend that's gonna get killed, right? Yeah. And then sure enough, yeah, as Dave said, he violently gets his arm bitten off and he bleeds to death inside the zoo. So it's pretty bad. Yeah, um, it's, it's a brutal kill. <laughs> but if you're fans of Annette O'Toole, the next note that I Oof. wrote down was she goes for a topless dip. They recreate the pool scene from the original, but it's a little more risque, <laughs> but still just as terrifying. But if you're fans of Annette O'Toole, you're going to want to see her in this movie. I mean, this is uh, like the epitome of gratuitous because, I mean, I'm not complaining, but I mean, it t- wait, literally adds... Why does she have the... Why does she- Dipping topless at the local gym, right. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Like that, that's a straight up, that's a straight up 1980s people's behavior logic. It doesn't make any right. sense today, that's for sure. Like, it's just a, <laughs> it's straight up 1980s. Like, you'd have to ask somebody, you'd have to ask like your uncle, or you'd have to ask right. somebody that was like in their 30s, 20s, or 30s in the 80s, and be like, did you guys just go to the gym and just like you know We're go right. swimming with nothing? <laughs> you know. Um, well well, like i told you uh, that's what we did yeah (laughs) i think i told john in a private chat that like this movie okay i i think i said the first i think i said 1942 one word to describe it would be shadows if Mm. i were to describe the 80s one in one word i would say horny like everybody wants to screw Mm. everybody in this movie like is what it comes well is it because is it because well that's why he tied her to the bed because the first time they tried to hook up she almost clawed him to death okay (laughs) so this time he's like let's take some precautions all right um oh this is something that nick would probably love the cat autopsy where when they finally gets oh. the brother panther cut open it's his his half human form is inside like he he cuts him open there's like a membrane that separates and you see like his did i pick up the human wrong one to watch i'm gonna watch i'm gonna watch both next time. i'm sorry <laughs> I picked the one good. Watch. i'm sorry <laughs> well you get to watch it on peacocktober <laughs> i guess so yeah, yeah. exactly yeah <laughs> they're not sponsoring us yet <laughs> peacock uh Let's see. What else is going on? I think I've run out of my notes. I think those are all my favorite bits. Uh, Okay, generally I'm entertained by these. I was worried these guys weren't going to like the 42. Honestly, I I didn't think it was going to be up there. I loved it, John. I'd seen it years ago, and uh, I think when we were talking about this, we were trying to think of good originals and remakes, and this is one of the ones that jumped to mind. I was all about the 42. Yeah, but you got to think of attention spans. I wanted to go there. I was like, there's not a lot of people that are watching two-minute YouTube videos. They're not going to go watch the way that 1940 two movie right. plays out you know they're not gonna have the it, attention span it's for it what you call all right well join it's join on or don't i don't burn, know what to tell you. right it's a slow burn like <laughs> yeah well also we can rate yeah. it then is it a binge now binge later binge never 42 and say, 80 i'm gonna say binge now because like go into it knowing that it's a slow burn and you'll enjoy it like and visually <laughs> it's incredible i love the black and white i love it the shadows the scariness Go, this is interesting because I feel like we're gonna rate the forty-two higher than the eighty-two, which probably nobody expects. Because I'd I say binge now forty-two, <laughs> and binge later eighty-two. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm gonna say I, binge I now to both, honestly, because I like them both for separate reasons. I mean, they both. Um, I love Paul Schrader. I mean, Paul Schrader is not known as being a genre director, but he does dip his toes into genre once in a while. Um, he did one of the exorcist. In fact, I mean, we don't have time for that, but like he did one of the exorcist movies that like got wiped clean. And then Remy Harlan made oh, his own version. Oh, he was and then the they first, released his he one. Was because the first of the contract. Guy. He did the yeah. first exorcist. Oh, so, no. um, oh, exorcist, the beginning, that. but, um, it, it was, it was harsh though. I'm just saying. But I mean, uh, but the point is, is like, he always tries to bring a Paul Schrader's a very indie director, even though, I mean, he's had studios in the eighties behind him. Um, 
but he's very indie director that kind of like infuses something interesting into whatever genre he takes on. So, it, mm-hmm. you know, uh, to see him elevate um, that material, you know, doesn't surprise me. So I say binge now to both, honestly. <laughs> They're both good for different reasons. And then if you're looking for something else to watch this week, we'll see if there's any other recommendations. Nick, did you have time to watch anything else outside of the feature presentation? I went to the classic Maniac Cop. Do you guys remember that movie? I love Maniac Cop. Bill, I still haven't seen it. I got it. What it Bruce Campbell, um, Tom Atkins. Oh my god, you have not seen Maniac Cop? I have not. I know it's one of those I haven't gotten oh to. Oh my yet. gosh. And by the way, there's like two more sequels after this. Um, but yeah. the original Maniac Cop is really cool. I would highly recommend it. It has the bad guy from Tango and Cash. Check it out. Yeah. I've seen I, pieces of it. <laughs> I watched it again and I loved it. Nice. John, you've seen that, right? What, uh, Maniac Cop? I've seen yeah. all three. Oh, yeah, yeah. I actually like Maniac Cop 2 the best. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, I watched um, – actually, I went down the rabbit hole because we watched these. I watched – I had the DVD or Blu-ray of Cat People, the 42 one. And um, oh, it was pretty – yeah. yeah. So it's produced by a guy, uh, Val Luton, who was like a horror maestro of the night of, excuse me, the forties. Um, he was known for doing low budget, but effective, good quality, um, horror movies for RKO studios. Um, and in watching the documentary, they showed one that looked really interesting called I walked with a zombie. And, um, if it, I, I mean, in fact, heard of that movie. in fact, there's an episode of the TV show tales from the crypt who was basically did a remake of this movie. Um, that's the one with Whoopi Goldberg being a voodoo priestess. If anybody remembers that, um, Wait, was but, that the one where the guy brings his wife back? Yeah, basically. So, I mean, uh, without I, telling that you, was, the entire, that was a good episode. Yeah. I, I totally remember the guy from right. Lisa. Uh, I can't remember oh, no. that. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. But uh, the plot of the movie is basically, I mean, I won't go into details, but other way, uh, basically, yes, a woman um, gets uh, brought back alive, uh, somebody's wife, and they're trying to like cure her. So there's a lot of voodoo. I mean, some of the, some of the racial stuff may not fly today. I mean, it's a lot of voodoo. Mm-hmm. Although I will say to its credit, this movie has a pretty, pr- pretty big um, African-American cast and none of it's played up to the stereotypes of the times. There's no, you know, like, oh, you know, th- think of the 1940s and what stereotypical uh, African-Americans sounded like in those movies. They mm-hmm. actually don't do that in this movie with, to its credit. Um, but uh, it has one sequence where they have to go through a field and there's like, for lack of a better term, this zombie African-American standing there and it has these like, whited out eyes and just still we talked about how the the other movie uses shadows and sound effectively this does just that it knows when to be silent to be scary like you know mm-hmm. silence is the scariest sometimes and it uses that effectively like there's a there's a scene that really freaked me out um you know if you so um yeah for a 1940s movie if you overwatch cat people like that try i walked with a zombie i've heard about this movie for years i want to check it out actually yeah Dude, um, so I just binge watched an entire season of Ted Lasso. Or oh Lasso, man, Ted oh, you're Lasso. on the board now. Is, is that the Apple because, one with? Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, here's the thing. The like, Emmy, uh, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Because of the Emmy, because of the Emmy, like my expectations were suddenly higher, good. and then I wanted to, I wanted, well, I wanted to see what the hype was about, and then, but uh, he, I, at first, it gave me serious major league vibes. Like the owner of the team wants to crash the team and tries to make the coach incompetent and have a series of events. They even at the end of the season quote the end of major league where they're like, we just have to win the whole fucking season. Right. That's like a quote <laughs> from, from, from major league. And I, I swore I, I've been trying really hard not to swear. 
Sorry, mom. Oh, okay. okay. So, 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 uh, yeah. Uh, she doesn't even really care in real life. Right? That's just like a thing that automatically pops in my head. You got to have catchphrases. I agree. I agree. Um, where was I? Oh, so I actually think it's the best that Apple has from what I've seen. I've watched a couple other Apple shows and I don't really, I, I've never even, whatever. Apple it's, it's, it's the top. Good. I mean, actually, actually, Apple has a few good things, but I would, I would agree. It's probably the best thing that they have. Um, I, I got hooked on it last year, so I mean, I'm kind of glad that John joined the train. I mean, uh, it's mm. it is addicting, and you, you kind of you know what it is like. Every year we do a feel good movie month, and like literally, this show is like jazz. It like it brings the lows really low and the highs are really high, so you feel like every episode is almost like a encapsulated like your endorphins are rushing like almost every episode. So it's like yeah. a feel good movie every every episode, and it's like you know ten a season or whatever because it's like. Just like high cable, you know, it'd be like short, a yeah, short, shorter which, season, which, which yeah. is nice. Well, you're, you're like not that. up to yeah. the second season, but they like they expanded it by two episodes, and instead of a half hour show, it's like forty five minutes to an hour each episode now. So like clearly, they got a little clout on their side to do whatever they yeah, want. Yeah, I'll be I'll, I'll be diving in. I might watch three more after we're done with this podcast. Not that we're suddenly selling Apple television shows, but <laughs> no. like, Apple, you know, who knows? Sponsor, dude. But a good Come show on. is a good show. I mean, it's got people <laughs> talking, you know. Um, yeah. yeah. I kind of went in arms folded. I'm like, oh my god, this accent, like, oh, his odd G whiz, everything's so great. And then you know what? You just kind of buy into it and you go for the ride. But yeah, that's that for staff picks. So, John, what's uh, what's coming next week? Like, what's all going right, on? there's some coming attractions with Nikki Lates here. What's coming? We're what's actually coming attractions. You know, <laughs> Dave mentioned it earlier. This is how <laughs> this is how uh, how things are just lining up perfectly. This Synergy. Month, like, he, yeah, he mentioned the thing from Another World earlier, and our next lineup for the double feature approach to the horror movies to watch mm. is going to be the thing from Another World, who was like 51, I think, and then the 80s, the thing, you know, oh, the John God. Carpenter yeah. movie. So This is not that, but I'm going to, I have the original. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. That's the 90s. This is what was handy. Or the 2000 version. Oh, yeah. Dave's holding up a DVD. You can't see this at home, but Dave's, Dave's holding up yeah. a copy of yeah. uh, the thing. My copy of the '80s one is downstairs. Okay. Oh, you're I, holding up the prequel one, right? From I thought, the, I thought that was a prequel. Just because it was yeah. handy, yeah. I'm gonna try yeah, to actually anyway. watch it. I'm gonna go extra credit. I get the feeling that Dave's trying to prove that he's like the ultimate movie fan, like like the ultimate binge watcher. Where you cut that off, I kind of I felt like I sounded like the kid, like trying to like I know I didn't make it to class like the last two Tuesdays, but like if I watch the thing, (laughs) the other thing. Oh, you got the other thing. It's like, hey guys. Watch Krampus for the week at the dollar store. Okay, <laughs> That's not even the one that went to theaters. No, but no, no. This is the dollar store Krampus. Come on, guys. No, that's yeah. just another. That's just another Krampus movie with Krampus. Yeah. It has nothing yeah, to do it's with just, the, it's the Krampus yeah. dollar store version. And it's, by the way, it Nick, it's a little movie. early in the year to talk about Krampus. Yeah, Give yeah, us a I'll, couple more months. To I'm talk, probably going to save this for like two months. So, yeah, there's actually uh, the there's actually a new version coming out in November, December. Straight to 4K UHD, yeah. 
No, I mean a different cut of it called the naughty cut. Oh, oh, the Krampus. Oh, you're like just talking about. He's talking about the famous Krampus. He's talking gotcha, about the, the gotcha. real Krampus. Okay. Yeah, I was like with Adam you, Scott. Are, are you talking yeah. about this Krampus that I? You're have? talking about no. He's talking about the movie that like set off the Krampus craze. You know? Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. So, yeah. Actually, one could argue that it wasn't Krampus that set off the Krampus craze, but a movie called Rare Exports. But you know, we'll get into that yeah. later. Oh my gosh, Rare Exports. Oh, so yeah. Good. So good. Great movie. movie. Yeah. Good. Great movie. 